We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. How long do you spend looking for that very particular item on Amazon or on eBay or on any of the other shopping sites online? Wesley, I've got to tell you, uh, did you know that you can order things from Walmart? Like you can have a, a buggy filled up, park your car, and then they will bring it out to you. Yeah, not all of them are doing that, but, mo- but most of them are. And I just got to say, yeah. I love capitalism. Yeah, that's <laughs> where it's at. You know. I, I love this I, I because I hate shopping, sure. as we talked about in the last segment, unless it's for something that well, I really you've enjoy. Got, you've got Walmart that's doing that, but you've mm-hmm. got Amazon that will just mail about, will mail just about anything straight to your house. And if Absolutely. you get an Amazon... Prime, Prime account, account, you get, get it, it in two free. days. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and so the thing is, capitalism uh, is an absolutely amazing thing. I love, I love capitalism. I hate shopping, uh, but capitalism is is almost a double edged sword. Um, it's got so many great and wonderful things, but it also has a lot of things that can be really dangerous for the Christian, and especially when it comes to uh, developing our worldview. I want to read something. Carl Truman, a uh, he's a British theologian. He's a professor at Westminster Theological Seminary. Um, he is just a uh, just a prolific writer. And when he's talking about consumerism in the church, now he he uses a really big word, Wesley, and mm-hmm. I know that you love when I stumble over big words. I'm going to stumble over this one, but I'm going to try. Um, he's the question posed to him was, what happens when a church embraces uh, consumerism? And this is what he says. First, it fuels the infantilization of society. Uh, youth is a huge market, and the selling of goods to such a market not only appears to have fostered a view among young people that they are of central importance and much wiser than their elders, it has also created a situation where the desire to be young and trendy percolates through all age brackets. That flies in the face of biblical teaching where a premium is generally, generally placed on age and repentance, uh, or age and experience. And so, you know, Wesley... I feel like sometimes we can be guilty of being in an echo chamber mm-hmm. and not really discussing things with older generations. Yeah. Uh, we need age. We need experience. And uh, to help us out with all of this, um, not that I want to call you old, uh, Dr. Rooney. but <laughs> Well, I am older. <laughs> well, older, older. Um, but we do have uh, Ray Rooney, who is uh, he has a, a doctorate of ministry from Asbury Seminary, pastor for 30 years, uh, and editor of AFA's blog, The Stand. So, Right. Let me ask you this. How can we or do you think that consumerism has influenced the individual Christians theology? Well, I'm glad I was. I'm, that's right where I was wanting to go. The The real danger with consumerism is when it affects the one behind the pulpit so that no, no longer, for instance, you were talking about uh, Amazon, you were talking about um, uh, Walmart and how they compete for business one one of the things that happens is that preachers suddenly don't want to make you uncomfortable. That's it. So you, 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 we just mm-hmm. forget about all the repentant repentance and the sin, anything that would make you feel uncomfortable, and that's a that's a consequence of consumerism because um, consumerism says if you don't get it over there, you can get it over there. Just like right. you were talking about Walmart, Amazon, one which one is doing the most to make life better for you. And then you go to church, and you ex- you can't help but expect that from the pulpit. And so if you get someone saying, uh, today I'm asking you to repent of your sins, then you'd rather go to hear someone say, boy, you're just great. Well, <laughs> yeah. Especially Lord if you hear somebody say, you have sin. Yeah. yeah. You know, that and steps on toes. You know, it's absolutely impossible to talk about consumerism within the Christian 
um, within the Christian faith and Christians without also talking about uh, you mentioned the pastor being taken over by, but also the church body, which would obviously probably would likely start with the pastor, and he's the leader there. And so you, what we've what we've seen nowadays, and I've I've been inside uh, two or three of them seeker friendly churches, and we don't. And let me say this first: we're not saying that a church should not be um, sensitive, sensitive, and seeker friendly in the sense of their welcoming. You know, but my favorite quote is one of my. When we're talking about this, Adrian Rogers, he said, "Absolutely, come as you are, but do not stay as you are." <laughs> That's Adrian Rogers for you. So, talking about secret friendly churches, coming in as a prep for this program, couldn't help but to come across a couple uh, uh, secret friendly churches. Um, what do you call it? formula sheets? Where they said that they spent so much so much time looking at the desires of the millennial actually and most of them were non-christian millennials and so mm-hmm. things like coffee shops things like uh bowling alleys and they were talking about how they have looked at that and saw that that's something they desire so therefore they've they've shifted that and moved that. yeah because they shift their theology <laughs> and, yeah. and their application into what people want um, into the church paul and washer so, one of my favorite preachers yeah. says that if you use carnal means to attract carnal men all you'll ever have is carnal, carnal men, men. <laughs> yeah. um, and so a great quote you know so dr reed tell me one how do i identify because i think we can be guilty of this and not aware of it. i think all of that, us are good. guilty of it that's good but not aware so how can we see it all right the first thing you do is you understand all these desires carnal not carnal somewhere someone's got to start asking the question what does god desire and, and and then let that begin to flow down uh, because God doesn't desire you to have nothing and also it's not it's, well, that could, part of it's not wrong, yeah. but when you, but when a church begins to, to to do a focus group on what do they want, yeah, uh, you better first that's ask it. what does God want, and when God gets pushed out of the mix, then that's when you get churches, and I think Barner would tell you that the the average church in this day and time spends three fourths of its uh, of its income on itself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, to make I, things better for you and for you and for her. Yeah, right, absolutely. And what you're doing here is you're you're reflecting Colossians three two. Wesley, you've got that yeah pulled up in your so, Bible. It says, set your mind on things above, not the things of the earth. Right. So the thing is, if we will set our minds on God, on on who God is, and God has not just left us to say, uh, figure out what I want on your own. Yeah. He has has laid it out in his word. Now, obviously, there's things such as, uh, you know, church polity or the type of music or, or whatever like that that may be open. But when it comes to how we approach God, how we worship God, we don't get to say, well, this is what I feel like doing. And to be quite honest with you, it's not like we've said from the very beginning, and Dr. Ray pointed this out from the very very beginning, inherently a coffee shop in and of itself is not the problem. It's when we've when we've moved it in and replaced uh, God, and we replaced right. what he would desire in a church. However, I don't think, you know, it's really, and this may just be Wesley here, and I guess i got to be careful. Y'all look at me if I need to stop. <laughs> but I just don't see it necessary to move a coffee shop or a bowling alley. But I'm serious about the bowling yeah. alley. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've that. I've seen that. Um, inside a church. Well, that could be a place of ministry outside. Leave it there for like a Wednesday night or someplace outside. But when you come to church um, between the four walls on a Sunday, you know, I think it should be absolutely 100% centered around God, what he would desire, and about worshiping him. Right. So. I, I think this, then this is one of the uh, most piercing questions that I've ever heard asked from a pulpit. Um, and it was this, when you are inviting someone to your church, what do you point them to? Mm. 
Do you say, oh, we have a great youth ministry? Oh, we have a great children's ministry. Right. Oh, we have great music. Guess what? None of those things are God. Mm. Now, what we should say and what should be our focus is come to our church where we teach the gospel and where we um, Learn more about, focus on no. who God is. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon. I know we are tackling a difficult subject and hard topic, and I know that this is going to ruffle some feathers, but, you know, it's good for us to have these topics because ultimately, at the end of the day, my desire is TJ desire, and Dr. Ray Rooney's desire is to point us toward Christ and that we need to die to ourselves and pick up our cross daily and follow Christ. Now, I'm looking over here at Dr. Ray Rooney here, and he's got a handful of books here. Okay. The, the, the two things I want to point out when you're talking about what should be the main attraction at church. It, from, from the Old Testament, that's part of what I call uh, entitled my dissertation about the empty-handed church. From Exodus 23, 15, none shall appear before me empty-handed. God says, mm. don't stand in front of me mm, with nothing. Good. And yet, in this day and time, everyone goes with their hand open saying, oh, give me, yeah. I won't. The second one was John three thirty one, where <clears throat> um, John the Baptist is, is talking to the people who are saying, look, Jesus is stealing some of your disciples. It goes through some uh, a little bit of a discussion, but it boils down to this. I must decrease and he must increase. Yeah, Amen. Absolutely. If, if you can combine those two things, I don't think God cares whether or not you have a donut and, and so forth. <laughs> it, it, right. Church, yeah, yeah. All of those things else. are ancillary. But, 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 when, but when, as you said, you, you, you put that in uh, to, to, to meet the needs of the people, so to, you're not sure. meeting their needs. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what people need to know is I need to bring something and present it to God myself uh, my my offerings, my voice, my prayer, it's it's for you. I lay it down, it's for you. And I think that that is so important because it, it goes to the point of why we're even there. We're not there to have an, uh, a scratch itched, an itch scratched. We're not there. Uh, now, we do receive a blessing in church because we learn who God is, but ultimately we are there to glorify God. Uh, God is the point, not mm-hmm. us. And I think we the heart of consumerism is, is that we have replaced God on the throne with ourselves? Yeah, it's reversed. It's reversed. I'm I, even even God. You have to do something for me in order for me to come to church. Exactly. In order for me to mm-hmm. repent. Yeah, in order I have for to get something to, out of it. Exactly. Get out. You know, it's really important though that we talk when we talk about this topic that we also with the time we've got left. And TJ, you can redirect us. If we but I like to get Doctor Ray's opinion on this. What about repentance in the church? Because, mm-hmm. like you said, uncomfortable, you know, that's that's necessary too, right? Well, you, you can't talk about repentance without talking about sin. Yeah, and right. sin, and you can't talk about sin without without guilt. I mean, you, you, and, and any preacher could stand up at any given Sunday and say, you, we are all guilty of sin. There needs to be, and that, but, but people don't want to hear that. They mm-hmm. want to hear... Um, man, God loves you. Yes. Well, I know he does. I, Certainly I, I'm he does. not saying he doesn't. When I say repent, I'm not saying God doesn't love you. Actually, I'm <laughs> saying he does because he's going to give you another chance at this. But, well, and, also, and also, what we'll say is that, oh, well, I, I sympathize with the people of my congregation. I don't want to hurt their feelings. But the question becomes, do you sympathize more with the sinner or more with the God who has been sinned against? Fear the Lord. That's the, you know, who, who, who are you afraid of most? What they can do or what God can mm-hmm. do? Well, you know, do not fear man who that's, can destroy the body. But That's, that's what I'm yeah, yeah, that's absolutely it. So, you know, but the thing is, we have to recognize this is a battle that we all fight. I, I love the way Peter puts it in First Peter two eleven. He says, "Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles." This is it. 
abstain from the passions of the flesh which war against your soul. Because we have passions in our souls that that absolutely wage war with the Christ within us. Um, and consumerism wants to feed those passions because it can make money on it. Um, but it, that's not the Christian life. Which is why I was pointing out the what I, the point I was getting to. It's it's important to us as Christians that if this is something that we have realized maybe it's on this program or maybe it's a couple of days now after you're listening back to this program or maybe it's uh, saturating a little bit. You think back on it and go, you know what? I made a decision to go to this church or I made a decision to do X, Y, Z. Or to leave my former to, church because I was uncomfortable. Right, because I was uncomfortable um, based off of a uh, worldly or self-centered mm-hmm. decision, you know, not whether it, Christ would desire this or whether this fits into the sound doctrines of Scripture. And so if that's the case, what we're calling for and what TJ would call for me to do if he noticed that in my life is to repent, turn back to Christ, and don't make this about— uh, I love uh, John 3.30 is one of my favorite Bible verses of all time, that he must increase and we must decrease, and that should be our call Absolutely. in the name of Jesus. Dr. Rooney, really quick, we only have about 30 seconds left, but tell us real quick uh, where they can, where people can find The Stand again. The, right. You're the editor of The Stand. AFA.net slash The Stand will take you just to The Stand. AFA.net will bring you to a bigger picture of AFA, of which The Stand on AFA.net will be a and Have you written, you've written a little bit on this, haven't you? Yeah. And on The Stand? <laughs> one, no, one, I was being one serious. or two articles. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. what we're going to do is, uh, for our listening audience, on our website, EngageMagazine.net, we're on our podcast page, we have show notes. We have the ability to put in links of things that we've discussed this program. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like if you're driving or if you don't have a pen close by, we're going to go to EngageMagazine.net pod, on our podcast page. You'll see these two podcasts that we discussed, and there we'll have links to – and we got some resources yeah, here that we right, haven't got to. we got to. we got to but say this, gonna, Dr. really quick. You've got three books here, and I would be remiss if I did not say let's talk about books for just a second. Really quick, give us the name of one of your books. Uh, Consuming Religion. Consuming Religion. We'll get the other ones on our podcast. Yeah, we will. You can find those on our show notes. So what about you? Have you identified consumerism in your life? Can you identify consumerism in your church? Is that something you need to repent of? Remember, go back to Scripture. Let Scripture be your authority because that's exactly what we want to do every single day at EngageMagazine.net where every day, every week, we try to share truth and apply Scripture. We'll see you in the next program.